This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone. Kat here, welcoming you to our newest episode of Enneagram Plus Yoga. So this is a second part of the episode that I hope you already listened to, um, and it is all about needed childhood messages for every single Enneagram uh, number. And today we will cover types four through nine. And once again, we will be talking with Kristen Moore, who is such a wonderful guest. We loved our conversation with her. She is Enneagram 9. She's licensed family and marriage therapist, and she has so much wisdom to offer. So if you loved part one, I am certain you would really enjoy part two. So listen up, maybe go for a walk and put your headphones on or get on the treadmill or just have a cup of tea and join us for this wonderful episode. Thanks for listening, y'all. So our fours... Um, our, our artists, our creative types, our individualist, they need to hear you are seen for who you are, or maybe it's okay to be happy and functional in the world. You are seen for who you are. Um, and, and I think part of that is they feel like misfits and they feel like they don't belong. And so, um, to be seen and celebrated for their uniqueness I think is really, really important mm-hmm. for the four. Um, instead of the message of you are special um, being translated as you don't fit, right. no, you're special and I love the you that you are. I mm-hmm. think the four needs to like really have people celebrate them and mm-hmm. see their unique gifts and to name those. Um, and then I also think that, that that healing message also is about it's, it's okay to have gratitude and be mm-hmm. happy mm-hmm. and um, to feel the positive feelings of life and not just to feel the sadness and anger and, and negative feelings of life because mm-hmm. that, that's also a pathway to healing for the four and to be, you know, to be functional, to be more like that one and to kind of um, be productive. I yeah. think for a four, when they can um, wake up in the morning and think about their goals and think about what they want to do, that's really important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so some people talk about that, that healing message is you're seen for who you are. And some people say that lost message is it's okay to be happy and functional. Mm-hmm. Um, so any thoughts on the four that mm-hmm. you have? Yeah, yeah, just I, I think just exactly what you said is um, a lot of times fours do feel different or sometimes even like flawed. Mm-hmm. But to for them to kind of own that they are special, yeah. you know, and, and that, that special um, part of them is, is important and is a gift to the world. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to walk in that and, um, and you know, like you, you see so many fours that are creatives and artists and mm-hmm. making these beautiful things in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's so wonderful just to see like fours living that out, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, I think they are 
like you said, they are fearful of just things being plain or mundane. Um, That feels very scary to them, you know, and that they want things to feel um, exciting and creative. And, but they themselves, like they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of range, you know, Mm -hmm. like I have some, some very close friends that are fours and like, just their emotional range is such a gift to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I walked through a recent season of grief, the person I turned to the most, talked to the most was a four, you yeah. know, cause they're, they're so good in that space. Like they're so good being able to sit in that. And, um, this, she's very healthy for and, and like, she's done a lot of her own work, but she was able to like sit with me in the heart and also walk with me in the healing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like, it is a gift. And I, I knew for her, that was, I was able to see her and experience and receive from like her pouring out to me in a way that came out of her gifting. Mm -hmm. I knew that I didn't feel like a burden to her, Mm -hmm. that she was like walking in her giftings by being able to walk with me in that, you know, it was like, she gave me such a gift in, in, in her friendship and how she was talking to me, but also in knowing that there was more than enough space for us to, to talk in that way. And Mm -hmm. for, for me to have needs and for her that she was willing to step into that with me more than willing. (laughs) Yeah. And of course the listeners can't see emotion, but I definitely could see emotion as you were talking about her and what a gift she was to you. And I think that's it. The fours take us to our heart space, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I have one of my best friends is a four as well. And I call him when things are hard, you know, and they give us permission to just share the tough stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really deeply appreciate that about the fours in the world. And I want to be more like that in some ways, you know, and, And they are really good listeners as well often. And I think that, you know, sometimes they can make great therapists Mm -hmm. because they know how to be there in the pain. And that's hard for a lot of us to to move into the heart space. Mm -hmm. Even for me as a two, as a therapist and being in the heart space, you know, I'm much better at like talking with other people about their pain than, than moving into my pain. And so the force in my life helped me to do that yeah. and thank God for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> They're absolutely. helping me to grow um, in ways that I need to grow. Um, but they also need to be given permission sometimes from twos and nines like us who tend to be a little bit more positive to be happy. So mm-hmm. we have things that we offer them, I right. think, as well. Um, and that's the gift of friendship, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much. So and then I think also another thing I wanted to add was... Um, I had a friend that was a four tell me that like even like stay at home motherhood was challenging Mm -hmm. because sometimes there's a lot of like mundane tasks involved. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously there is, there is purpose and worth, but that, that felt challenging to them to shift from a a, like full-time career to stay at home motherhood. And that's what she used the word mundane. And I thought that was really interesting and really self-aware. And so I think even that fours can, um, step into this uniqueness of who they are, no matter what their like occupational situation is, yeah. right? That doesn't have to be tied to a job, but that there are ways, unique ways that they navigate the world and their relationships where they can be fully themselves, no matter what they're doing job-wise or what that looks like or season of life. Yeah, I think the fours are a lot like the sevens yeah. in that way. <laughs> the, the, right. They don't like the boring, uh-huh. right? And I think it's different for like for the four. I think it's because the grass is always greener somewhere mm-hmm. else. And so they're yeah. ready to jump to greener pastures. And, and for the seven, it's, it's just like 
they don't want anything painful. So what's next? Let's keep it exciting. Yeah. Like it's kind of different reasons. I think that artist in the four just wants things to always be beautiful, you know, um, in, in terms of like their, their partner, they want excitement in that way. They want excitement in their jobs. So they're, so the four and the seven are a lot alike in those ways. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go on to our fives. What do you, what's their message? message is your needs are not a problem Mm. and for fives you know we know they're the investigative thinkers um but they are afraid of of being incapable or ignorant um or also just being totally depleted or drained of their energy or resources and so sometimes they will actually um minimize their needs or or not have needs or not invest in their needs um because they, you know, on some level feel like a problem or feel like a threat, feel yeah. like a threat to their security or to their energy level specifically. And so for them to, I think, recognize your needs are not a problem um, mm-hmm. can can be a, a growing opportunity, but can also be very stretching for them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thinking about a five that I know that I was talking to about you know, starting to spend money on himself, like, Mm -hmm. you know, buy himself some nice clothes, you know, treat himself. He's actually one of those fives that's good at doing that for others, but not, so so sometimes the withholding can be from oneself. Like for a five, they're very disconnected often from the body and the heart space um, because they're such strong thinkers. So they've got a strong thinking mind, but Mm -hmm. the, the body and the heart space aren't as fully there. So they might also um, not go to the gym or not go on walks or not take care of the body. And, and so if they can think about their needs in that way of meeting the, the needs, their physical needs, mm-hmm. meeting their heart space needs and trying to tune into their feelings, I think that that's really important. So if anything, that's the way the five and the two are a little bit alike is mm-hmm. that, that yeah. sometimes they're not meeting those needs mm-hmm. in very different ways. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah, I I agree. Any other thoughts for the five? Yeah, I think that word that, that you used um, stands out to me. I think that really captures it is just the withholding pattern, mm-hmm. you know, withholding from others, withholding from self. Is it a preservation effort, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it, it feels threatening. Mm-hmm. It feels threatening to um, to enter into those spaces. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for them to realize it doesn't have to be threatening mm-hmm. and um, we can use resources on our needs, whether that's time or money or even like social interaction energy. You know, we can we can use resources and it doesn't have to de- deplete us entirely. We might need to refuel, but yeah. it's not um, it's not going to be catastrophic. Right. Like, yeah. and, and if anything, sometimes it can be restorative. And yeah. um, like you said, to even sometimes just as simply as investing in, in themselves, whether it is new clothes or going to the gym or you know, mm-hmm. even things that are new or different, that that, um, that that brings value to, even if it feels like a little bit threatening yeah. in a way. Yeah, new or different, like maybe a hobby that's yeah. not about building knowledge, that's not about, you know, a book club or something that's going to just keep right. them in the head space, but something that's fun and different. Um, also, one healing message, lost childhood message that's different from your needs are not a problem is it's okay to be comfortable in the world. That mm. sometimes the fives yeah. need to hear that. And I think that a lot of fives that I've worked with as clients 
have needed to hear. Go engage in the world. Go live fully. Like, yes, I understand that you get depleted. Probably the easiest Mm -hmm. of any number on the Enneagram. Um, But there's so much life out there and social connection is what we all need. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and, and for whatever reason, the five deprives themselves of that. And when they can learn to find balance between that need to withdraw and also moving out of their comfort zone to be in the world, I think they've become a superstar, you know, they've become the best five they can be when there's just, you know, it's just like for the four, it's about positive and negative emotions and finding equanimity in that Mm -hmm. way. But for the five to find balance is about, okay, yes, you need to withdraw, but you also need to engage Mm and just finding a balance between the two. Yeah. So good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. So for our sixes, you are safe. Um, It's okay to trust yourself is another one. So, Mm -hmm. or it's okay to trust yourself, others, and the world, I would say. Um, so yeah, the, the six more than anybody needs to hear that message that you are safe, you are secure. Um, there's a lot of fear, but when they can move into the world and find that courage and faith and trust, they become a really healthy version of themselves. Any thoughts on the six? Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of sixes like quieting their minds and listening to the heart, you know, cause yeah. their minds are so busy and they do tend to be the overthinkers. And so, you know, for them to, even like with mindfulness, mindfulness is a great yeah. practice for sixes to bring themselves back to the present moment and to rest in that safety, um, can be so powerful mm-hmm. and to not have to overthink or overanalyze or go through the worst case scenario to, yeah. to feel that security. Cause oftentimes that's not where that leads. We think that's yeah. where it's going to lead. We think like more thinking equals more protection, but generally it equals more anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to kind of go from our mind, yeah, to our body or to our heart, um, can be so powerful in, in, in tapping into that sense of safety and security. Yeah, they've got a strong monkey mind, too, Mm -hmm. like in a different way from from the one. Their monkey mind is always thinking about what's going to go wrong, like they catastrophize. But for them to kind of move from that mind into the heart space, into the body, that's really healing, Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, And and I think once they know that they are safe, they can go live in the world, and the world becomes not as scary as they Mm -hmm. thought it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so our sevens, your turn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sevens, you will be taken care of. And sevens, you know, obviously they are, they are generally happy. They want to be satisfied. They want to be content. They're fearful of feeling an emptiness. They are fearful of having to sit mm-hmm. with those hard feelings, mm-hmm. the pain, the negative emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're fearful of being deprived, um, you know, tr- kind of trapped in, in that negative space, mm-hmm. right? So they want to keep it fun. They want to keep it light. They want to keep it yeah. moving. <laughs> and so I think like taken care of specifically, um, is even kind of a, a statement to that. Like, like they don't have to be so scared mm-hmm. <laughs> of like what's under all of that. Like if we were to stop moving for a second, if we were to stop like kind mm-hmm. of going from one thing to the next and, and, you know, wondering like, what's the next thing to look forward to, um, that, that our needs will be taken care of, you know, and yeah. it's not, um, it's not too much and it's not something that we have to constantly 
work in a different way than the sixes, almost like work to prevent this fear from happening. Like if I stop doing this, then like I'm scared of what's underneath. Like I'm scared that I'll have needs that are not being met, you Mm -hmm. know? And Mm -hmm. and if I just, if I just keep on going to the next thing, then I can just stay there in in the light and happy land, you know? One high to another. (laughs) Yeah. And so it can be really scary for a seven, you know, negative emotions and feelings are are really scary and and they don't, they don't really want to feel it. They don't really want to stay in it. Um, But I think almost like that, I mean, it takes courage, Mm-hmm. But but to recognize and to know and to internalize, like that those needs can be taken care of. You know, even if even if that does happen, even yeah. if they were to feel that, like there is there's space for that. Yeah, and I think sometimes, not always, but sometimes for the seven, there was like a parent who wasn't dependable, who mm-hmm. didn't always take care of them. Yeah, and so in order to avoid the pain of that, they became kids who were you know, quite funny, who had, like, a, a nice wit to them, mm-hmm. and then they um, found lots of different ways to play and have fun so that they could avoid the pain mm-hmm. of whatever it was where their needs weren't being met. Um, sometimes that's the story for the yeah. seven, not always. Um, but so they've learned very early on to avoid the pain of whatever it was that happened in their childhood. Just push that down, mm-hmm. go have fun. But um, again, here's the balance thing coming up again, as we've been talking about balance for the seven, it's great to have fun. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that is one of your superpowers. But on the other hand, when you can learn to feel the pain of life and have fun, you become a really healthy soul. Yeah. Right. And mindfulness, I think is so important because I think some sevens really struggle to be, to be present for that reason, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, but for them to be able to be present to the present moment, because I think you hear those stories of people, sevens looking forward to, you know, the theme park or whatever it is. And then they, they're there and they're thinking about the next theme park. You know, it's, it's hard for them sometimes to even be present in the fun and exciting things because they're kind of already on to the next thing, you know? And so even to. Being present doesn't just mean being present to like the negative emotions, which is healthy and helpful. Yeah. But even just, you know, to, to be mindful in, in the fun and in the exciting, you know, yeah. like just to really be in the moment and just soak it in for the moment and practice contentment for the moment can be yeah. um, like a really great work for a seven as well. That's really well said. Yeah. And I think too, because, because they almost like, have two feet off of the earth they're almost (laughs) always flying from one thing to the next and they're not very grounded and so to get down to the earth and get grounded through mindfulness through meditation through through breathing I think that's really going to help them as well Mm -hmm. because then they're going to start to pay attention to that present moment Mm -hmm. um yeah and to their feelings yeah 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 it's just going to help them to tune in because too much of one good thing after another just just leaves you in flight, in constant flight. And that that's fun. And some some other personalities on the Enneagram need more of that flight. Right. <laughs> need more of that excitement. But the seven needs to get their feet on the earth, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and so, yeah, mindfulness meditation can help with that. Um, so for our eight, let's look at our eight. Um, you will not be betrayed. Um, Or they might also need to hear it's okay to be vulnerable and to trust others. Um, Because like the the six, they they do struggle a lot with trust. And that comes from this this fear that they are going to be betrayed. They are going to be abandoned. So to hear, you know, you're not going to be betrayed. 
um, it's really important. And, and for an eight to know that they're not going to be betrayed um, involves trust. Mm -hmm. So that involves, again, um, softening to other people and, and knowing that, that people are dependable. And that they don't always have to be the protector either. Mm -hmm. I think that often their story as a child, not always, but sometimes the story is that they either just felt like nobody cared and they were abandoned or they were bullied, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and, I, and I think that because of that, they have a real passion um, for those who are either neglected or bullied. Mm -hmm. and, and so they are a protector, but sometimes they don't allow people to be that for them. Right. And so to find people in the world that are trustworthy who can care for them is so important, mm -hmm. I think, for the eights. Any, mm -hmm. any thoughts? You look yeah. like you have a thought. No, <laughs> I just like, this is a, kind of a funny um, example, but have you seen Encanto? Yeah, <laughs> such a good, yeah, I took my daughter to see that. It's yes. so good. Well, we've been watching it nonstop in my house because my son loves it, but um, I love Louisa and her mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously she, if you haven't seen it, she, her, they all have gifts and her gifts is she has the super strength. And so she's yeah. like doing all these things, not only for her family, but for the village. Yeah. And then in the movie, basically she starts to feel the weight of all the pressure and kind of starts to like break down a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, and she sings a song about how the pressure never stops and, um, you know, what that feels like and what it would be like if she could take some of that pressure off. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's really insightful. It's really good. Um, yeah. But I think it's like, it's such a great picture for eights and to kind of see her, even her development in the movie, um, you know, at the end she was like, I'm strong, but sometimes I cry and her friends or her sister's like, so do I, you know? And, um, but for her, she talks a lot about that. Like, like you were saying, scanning the horizon for danger and like yeah. trying, you know, the weight is so beautiful of wanting to protect not only themselves, but also their, the vulnerable, their mm -hmm. families, their friends, the organizations, you know, they, they are on guard. Um, and, and that does come up from a place of gifting, but sometimes they can get so, um, just like bogged down by that, that they don't feel like they can let their guard down or it feels very threatening. Again, if I let my guard down, then what, you yeah. know, like then am I going to be betrayed? Am I going to be taken advantage of? Are people I love going to get hurt? And yeah. so it, it feels like the stakes are high, but it's sort of this skewed, um, the skewed view where it's like, yes, like, we love you, eight. We love your strength and your protection, but also there's room for you to, to be softer too, you know, yeah. and it's okay. And like the world is going to keep spinning and like other people can step up and be strong too, you know? Yeah. You don't always have to be the champion because yeah. they are champions of justice. And, um, but yeah, if you think about her character in the movie, she's just always lifting up all the heavy <laughs> yeah. things. She's doing all the hard work. And that's such a good example of eights. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't even think of that when I watched the movie, but I love that. That's spot on. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she's, she's like an eight, a, a super hard worker, pouring all her strength into kind of helping the family and taking care of the village as well. But she's wearing herself out. Yeah. And then it's when she finds balance and vulnerability that she starts to heal mm -hmm. and and that's wow that's a great example mm -hmm. love that I, I think it's it's a good example because sometimes people because of eight strength and because they're up front sometimes people assume that eights are kind of this like rough and tough kind of thing but mm -hmm. I think that's a really good example of like like 
her character is very likable. Yeah. You know, like she is strong and she is kind of rough around the edges, but she's very likable. And I think what's cool is you see the heart of the eight in her. Yeah, yeah. And I would say eights are often really likable. I mean, I think that's why they move up the ladder to become CEOs right. oh, yeah. often because, man, they're smart, they're capable, Great, people yeah. like them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, if they're not in a healthy place, they can be so strong that other people feel disempowered from that and mm-hmm. feel like they right. don't have a place and that they don't have power. So um, it's, you know, the eight has to work on softening, sharing power, letting go of control, all those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which, you know, all of us, I think, whether we're an eight or not, can relate to some of that. And that may be, that's why I said at the beginning that you may relate to all of these numbers for different reasons that relate to your story, mm-hmm. you know, so, cause I can certainly relate with parts of the eight. Um, and as a two, I, I go to the eight and stress. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's interesting. I think even as we talk about the numbers, you know, the, I mean, the really all of them, um, but that this kind of this recurrent theme and we'll see this with the nines too, but like with like needs and feelings, like mm-hmm. there is only, growth in tapping into what our needs are and what our feelings are and being mm-hmm. able to to lean into that and like you said balance mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like for some reason for for different reasons for every number that feels mm-hmm. threatening and i think there is especially with american culture there is a a cultural component to that mm-hmm. but there is only growth to be found by entering into those spaces of vulnerability and knowing ourselves mm-hmm. and feeling what we feel yeah 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 and and finding that integration of of the heart, the mm. body, and the mind, and, and that we need all all three of those yeah. to be a healthy self. So you get to take it away for the <laughs> nine, your number. Tell me what their childhood or their needed childhood message is. Yes. Um, your presence matters. Um, you could also say it is okay to assert yourself. Yes. Um, Man, I could talk about this for a while, so I'll try to keep it kind of brief. I remember hearing this and being like, oh, that feels appropriate and healing, and I'm not even sure why, you know? And so it took me yeah. doing the Enneagram work to, to, like, why does that even feel healing? You know, is that, what is the wound that I have or what, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that, like, I was able to kind of to do the work to know where, where I picked up these messages and what happened. And so what happens with nines is, you know, they obviously value peace. Mm-hmm. Um. But peacemaking, um, sort of in, in the in the false sense, because false sense of peace mm-hmm. is the defense mechanism of, um, of the nine. And so, mm-hmm. how they achieve that is they um, they merge with others. They learn to have no needs. Mm-hmm. They learn to have no feelings because if you have no feelings, no needs, then you're not really causing any conflict, right? Yeah. And so the world sometimes feels unpredictable, or other people are unpredictable. But I can choose to not have needs and so therefore at least I'm not causing conflict yeah and so it's almost like this erasing of self feels easier you know Uh, because you don't have to worry about other people's perceptions or people disagreeing or whatever if you're always just easygoing and go along to get along and you'll go to whatever restaurant anybody else wants to go to yeah but we can't do that without actually losing ourselves in that process so the more we like pretend to have no needs or don't voice those like there is this self-forgetting that happens and so Mm. then when nines wake up to themselves or them or their life and and you know are asking those questions like who am I you know um, like what Mm -hmm. does it look like to show up in the world Mm -hmm. like generally that conversation starts with I don't know 
Yeah. You know, I don't know what's there. Um, yeah. I, I remember like when I started my Enneagram work, someone asked me a question about like, where do you feel that in your body? And I was like, I have no idea. You know, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. And it was like, it really, it takes like practice and repetition to, to know that, you know, mm-hmm. but kind of underlying all of that is, is first the work of knowing that your presence matters, you mm-hmm. know? And so even if, even if it were to cause conflict, mm-hmm. it matters that you show up and you're worthy of showing up and you have a unique voice that is important to the world. And by, by not speaking up, by not showing up, like you you are withholding yeah. yourself from, from your relationships, from, um, from the world and like your presence it matters and you have something to say, you have something to offer the world, you know? And, and so it is mm-hmm. a powerful work, um, both for yourself, but, but for your relationships and for the world to, to wake up to who you are and, and what you can be and what you, what you can say. And yeah. it is really, it is really a gift to others to know you, you know, it feels scary to, a, to a nine to be known or to have opinions or to speak up. Cause what if someone disagrees or what if someone, um, yeah. is mad at you or whatever. And yeah, sometimes that happens, but, um, you know, it is, uh, that also comes emotional intimacy as people mm-hmm. know you, you know, you allow yourself to know and to be known by others. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, often say for the nine that the deadly sin being sloth or Mm -hmm. complacency isn't always that they're not an active person. It's just waking up to life and and speaking up in life and and knowing what their vocational identity is. A lot of nines that I've worked with are so smart and so insightful and they have this strong gut and ability to like read people but sometimes they don't necessarily allow themselves to, um, to, to speak up and offer that, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think for the nines, they do end up needing to ask a lot of those existential questions. Right. Who am I? Why am I here on this earth? And, and then how can I assert myself and mm-hmm. speak up and know that my voice matters? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's important to say as well is... Um, even if they find their voice, sometimes they struggle with like, does my voice matter? Or I don't really have anything to offer that someone else isn't mm-hmm. already offering. Mm-hmm. But generally, like you said, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, if you if you know a nine, if you have a nine in your life that you love and you want to support to be able to just validate that, you know, even um, mm-hmm. when they're physically somewhere, when they show up, you know, like remind them that their presence matters. Like you're so glad that they came, mm-hmm. that their presence in, enriched the group, mm-hmm. you know, or if, mm-hmm. if they do speak up and share that probably took them a lot of, of yeah. energy and courage and to validate like what, what they are saying. And, um, and, and because sometimes nines do withhold when they do speak up, a lot of times it can be, um, really powerful or really profound, yeah. you know? And so usually that is the case that it is, yeah. um, it is um, insightful, you know? Yeah. And um, I have a friend who's a nine. And so it's like when we're in group discussions, when, when she speaks up, I'm like, oh, what's she saying? You know? Yeah. Um, but, but, it, but it is. I really enjoy what she has to say. And so sometimes it's easier to even see that in other people mm-hmm. than to claim for ourselves, you know? Yeah. I do, I do think nines are very insightful and they're often really good storytellers. And, and yeah, but they've got to find their voice and mm-hmm. speak up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, thank you 
for the strong woman that you are, who's obviously found her voice. And um, I'm sure that's still like, you, like I said earlier about that lifetime work piece, it's something, you know, you continue to work on, but it, it, it seems clear to me that you are a very healthy mind who's working Thank on you. knowing herself and loving herself and knowing that her presence matters. Um, but I will say to you, your presence deeply matters in this Thank world. You. And if you're looking for a therapist, um, Kristen is a great one and I highly recommend her and uh, reach out to, for spiritual direction or therapy. Mm-hmm. KristenMoreCounseling.com. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that you might want to highlight about your website, about your practice, about who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, I So I work specifically with women mm-hmm. um, and I love to integrate the Enneagram. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of what I do, honestly, mm-hmm. is, um, you know, People come for a variety of reasons, but we usually do end up talking about the Enneagram because it is so powerful mm-hmm. for self-awareness. Um, but I would say a lot of my clients deal with anxiety, overthinking. Yeah. Um, so that is something I work with a lot. So I actually just created um, this guide mm-hmm. <laughs> called Overcome Overthinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put it up on my website, but it's just something my clients keep saying over and over. Like I had a client this morning who was like, how do I stop overthinking? And so I was like, I yeah. have a <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that, that is also kind of a work that I do a lot is, is talking about overthinking. Um, and then I was just going to say also, I, um, have some just like fun little prompts on my Instagram for yeah. specific, specifically these, um, lost childhood messages. I think this mm-hmm. is such a powerful part of the Enneagram and there's so much growth. So even just using these, as an affirmation, you mm-hmm. know, and thinking about how can I step into this? How can I live this out? Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm posting that on my Instagram, which is Hey Kristen Moore, if you want to check it yeah, out. Yeah, Hey Kristen Moore. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. those of you who are on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. so just something for fun. But um, I love, yeah, I love the Enneagram. Let's talk about the Enneagram. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a lot of the work I do, a lot of the work I enjoy. I love, I, I'm so honored to, to be on this podcast that you had me on. I love listening to y'all's yeah. episodes. Um, yeah, it's exciting to me. I can nerd out on it for a long time. <laughs> well, thank you. I love listening to you. You have a oh, lot of wisdom you. to impart, and uh, I'm grateful, and I know our listeners are. So thank you, Kristen. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Kat Smith here. Today I was thinking instead of offering a guided meditation that we usually do at the end of every single episode, I would lead you in five-finger breathing technique. It's one of my favorites. Um, It is, to me, very relaxing, grounding, and centering. So if you ever find yourself in need of being in a present moment or taking a moment to relax uh, because of stressful situation, this might be the breathing technique for you. And it's quite simple. So you can take a cross-legged seat somewhere comfortably. You are welcome to sit um, on a chair. You can sit at a desk. You can do this standing up. And what you will do, you will take your non-dominant hand and spread fingers fingers uh, semi-wide and you can place your hand on your belly, on your thigh. I am sitting down at a table so I'm placing my hand on top of my table and then using your dominant hand um, I'm going to trace my non-dominant hand by using my uh, pointer finger. 
And not only am I going to trace my hand, I will inhale as I trace one finger at a time up and exhale as I trace every finger down. So let's do this together. Let's start with a deep inhale through the nose. Open mouth, gentle exhale. Let's start tracing from the base of your hand up to your pinky. Inhaling as you trace up. Exhale, trace your pinky down. Inhale, trace your ring finger up. Exhale, trace your ring finger down. Inhale, trace your middle finger up. Exhale, trace your middle finger down. Inhale, trace your pointer finger up. Exhale, trace it down. Inhale, trace your thumb up. Exhale, trace it down all the way to the base of your hand. So if one time is enough, that could be plenty, that's fine. You can also do this again, starting with the thumb, working your way to your pinky. You can do this as many times as it's suitable for you. I invite you to try it, and hopefully that helps you to relax. Thank you so much for joining and listening, y'all.